0: This is banging on the drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to season two, episode twenty-six of Banging on the Drum. I am your host, P Dog. Joined along here with my co-host, M-Dog. How you doing, M-Dog?
1: Went back to the howl. I So I didn't think that it would sound as bad when I listened to it on, on the thing, but I do think that I just got to calm myself down a little bit. Oh, I crushed you today in the
0: barking competition. So yep,
1: last yeah. couple times.
0: That's that's a W for me. Feeling pretty good. I see I see it turned white up in your neck of the woods. How how you doing with all the snow up there?
1: Uh, so pretty good. Kids had off school today due to the fact that we had more snow than usual. But um, my dad had a tree fall down in his backyard, and then we live like one property away from the cemetery and there was a tree down over in the cemetery too. Like I shouldn't say a tree down, but a massive limb, like it would be a small tree would have fallen over. Right. So these trees are probably like, I would say at least 30 inches around, like they're huge. Maybe they're like, would be like even like 30 inches across. Right. So like, uh, The diameter would be like 30 inches, like massive trees. One of their main limbs fell down.
0: Damn. That thing was wicked because, so that front that moved across, I didn't look into it too much, but I might go back and nerd out on it a little bit because it was kicking up like tornadoes this time of year, which is pretty uncommon. Uh, Oh, interesting. Down south. I don't know if, uh, like there was warnings for, I guess it's tough talking with those because I don't know if there was actual like tornado, like there's a tornado warning, but there was like precaution, like take precautions. Like these are conditions for tornadoes. I don't know if anything came of it, but it's crazy. Cause yeah, it was that snowy and that windy up there. So, I mean, that's pretty much like a predecessor for like a blizzard like conditions would you would you say did you go outside well any of this was happening like
1: uh no not really so i looked outside at probably 8 30 and nothing was happening and then by like midnight when i went to bed it was i was like oh they're not having school tomorrow like it was that much snow that i could tell pretty much right off the jump that they were going to cancel um and then everything was really heavy. And it was and it all stuck to the trees, right? So it, it just I wanna say like Toma lost power, right? Yeah. Which is pretty strange and not good for like winter time here. Like luckily it wasn't like super cold. It was only 30.
0: Yeah, but that thing stretched all the way down to me, like obviously we weren't getting snow down here. I think it only got down to like maybe the high fifties, but we got just dumped on last night and like the wind was howling down here too.
1: So wind is bad. Yeah.
0: But, but yeah, that might be one to go back and look at. Cause usually when a storm rolls through like this time of year, it's like, like perfect. You know how, when they like teach you conditions of things, like if, if this happens this happens this happens like then this is going to happen and like it's usually like a perfect picture like we're in weather a lot of times it's like they tell you all these rules if they happen or if these things are happening like then this is going to happen and it doesn't but this this thing looked like it was a beauty like perfect and you guys were up in the deformation zone as they like to call it in the
1: and so we're going to get hit again tonight. So we're supposed to get another like four inches of snow tonight. So
0: I might I have imagine
1: to... we'll be white for Christmas. So
0: yeah, I might have to nerd out and go dig into this storm a little bit and see if I can if I can learn something because it sounds like Buffalo too. Like uh, we're going to get to those games a little bit later, but that Buffalo Dolphins game, i seen some tweets already coming out that. They're thinking about moving the game. I don't know how true they are. It was like one tweet from like a fantasy thing, and I hear, I heard, I guess that there might be about nine inches falling, which I don't think that's like. uh, Perkham, I don't
1: think that's like a big deal.
0: Mm -mm. I don't think you should move the game for nine inches. What was it earlier this year when they moved it? I want to say it was like twenty-four inches or something. It was like
1: two feet. feet. It was like feet. It wasn't. And I think Buffalo due to the, having the lake up there, they get like 15 on a clip and then it'll warm up and a lot of that'll melt off and they get a lot, a lot of snow. Right. So they understand how to deal with that snow.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, same, same with Wisconsin. I probably told this story on this show before, but I was in Tennessee for a snowstorm one time and uh they got about like two inches and it was like fucking Armageddon in the Nashville area. It was crazy because it is true. I mean, even in back in Wisconsin, like nobody knows how to drive during like the right. first snowstorm, but like yeah. there it's like amplified like a thousand percent and there's mountains and shit to like hilly yeah. areas and things so it just gets a lot worse but
1: yeah so i always equate it to kansas city and uh I, we got it ended up with a dusting right and they were predicting like an inch and a half or two inches of snow and they sent me home from work because i'm not a central personnel there right so like i'm not a guard i'm just the guy who makes sure that the guards show up like do all the like I shouldn't even say that, right, that I make sure that the gym runs effectively, but the guards make sure they follow the rules on a day-to-day basis, right? So more like a supervisor-type position of the gym, not of the guards, because the guards have soldiers that supervise them. But they sent me home because I'm not essential, ended up with a dusting, and I'm like, it's only two inches of snow. Like, I get it's a little hilly right here where we're at, but, like, it ain't Um, nothing.
0: Oh, man, I did not complain at all. I was non-essential personnel at the time because I was in training. So, like, I needed to be there with someone that was essential, like the person who's telling the base, like, how much snow they're going to get and shit. So it would be, like, a good learning experience for me. And I literally was living on a hotel on base. And they're like, no, we don't even want you on the roads. Like That's, Yeah. Which though it kind of pissed me off because remember when we'd always go through like furlough shit when we worked at the gym and yeah. like all non-essential employees would get laid off and we worked at the yeah. fucking gym and we would never get laid off. Like yeah. we were always <laughs> essential personnel when it came to working at a gym on a base during a furlough, which I guess I kind of get like I do think for some people, uh, probably me included, like a gym is kind of like an essential yeah thing but well, you could run life.
1: that so we would run that with so many extra employees there though yeah really we probably needed two people in for the whole day right so or for each shift so four <laughs> people total if you Skele- really
0: that's skeleton crew in it though that's like yep. Yeah. because i mean you could pull off eating your lunch like while you were still working but i think that's bullshit like that's that's no, not so a I good was just, I'm
1: just saying like they could, they could just say close the gym while somebody takes lunch, right? So you close the gym for an hour. One guy's got lunch and then the next guy's got lunch. So you would close so you really it for two hours. Yeah. I'm no, I'm just I, saying like it's doable, yeah. right? Yeah, And following no. like all the rules and shit like that too. Um, no, but anyway, the other piece of that is I would, the my first month in Kansas City, I think there were like three or four tornado warnings and like i'm watching like the local news i'm like oh shit this is gonna get bad guys out like fucking mowing lawn and shit like they just deal with different weather situations more often and so they're comfortable with those where like me i was like oh shit we're done done. yeah something's gonna get nothing hit like they knew like they understood a little bit what was going on so
0: oh yeah and i've had an awful experience uh dealing with the tornado just because we're not as familiar with them yeah no i mean you're 100 right like yeah. snow snow to us is their tornadoes uh yeah but yeah i guess i guess that's all i got we uh we're gonna be starting the show now with the the weather minute apparently so.
1: <laughs> we're the well, old, so we- men. old men that like what- to talk about the weather you are a weatherman so this like fits perfectly and then if we get real weather in Wisconsin I think that I don't know like people who aren't here anymore like you enjoy that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm I, I enjoy talking about weather. So I I can't lie. All right, you ready to roll into into the show so it is our yep. typical Thursday show. So we'll get a little breakdown. We're gonna have hot in the street, spicy meatballs, run with the pack, uh, barking with the bucks that we'll be doing on the fly. We're not gonna do the badger. Oh badger basketball breakdown. Is that what you're talking about? Because we're not yeah,
1: gonna do... we'll throw that in there real quick. We're not gonna jump into the game yet, though. Okay.
0: So yeah. The yeah, bowl game, game. I'm sorry. The the bowl yeah. game, yeah. All right. So first off the bat, in "Hot in the Street," <laughs> Mike and I have been trying to figure out the will uh, the William Contreras contract for about fifteen minutes. We we stalled this show. We we're both on computers, googling this shit, and it looks like we have him so he's 24 almost 25. he's 24 in 362 days so we we got that much information but we cannot tell how much money this mofo is making and baseball's just weird with how they so I don't I don't know we're gonna have to email Damien see if we can get. Uh, our buddy Damian Miller back on the show to explain this to us, but so what I have is 2015. He joined not Major League Baseball, but like professional baseball. Would you call that Major League Baseball?
1: Whatever. So that's when he that's when he signs his contract. He gets a signing bonus, right? Um, the guys out of the draft get like generally get a signing bonus.
0: So yeah, his his is pretty light, I think. Yeah. So he makes $15,000 in 2015. and Then it blanks me until 2020 where he has a 1-year contract for $563,500. Then in 2021 it goes up to $570,500. And then last year, he makes $710,000. So tweet at us how dumb we are for not knowing this shit. But I am thoroughly confused by this because we have him through the 20. So we have control of him through the 2027 season. But we do not know how much money he's making. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but. We think it's because he's under arbitration and at the end of the year he's gonna to go to the arbitration hearings and they're gonna be able to tell him what he makes. And just like hopefully if he's yeah. good, the Brewers can just sign him to a major league contract and then we don't have to worry about this anymore. But I was trying yeah, so to get
1: I think he's on a I think arbitration is basically a one-year contract every year, right? To some extent. He's under our control but he gets a new contract with new money every year.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what he's going through right now, but man, just thinking of this deal, because we give up, uh Ruiz for three players, and we have an all-star catcher slash DH under our control for five years. One, two, three, four, five years.
1: Yeah, like, I, I don't. He's just
0: crazy to me. Like, I thought yeah. that was going to be, like, part of why we only had to give up
1: Yeah, one guy. Because this is a guy, like, in Ruiz, like, whether he's projected to be really, really good or not, he's not there. We didn't put him in the pros as soon as we traded for him. Yeah. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me.
0: No, I... I still thoroughly confused by the brewers interaction of this it, actually the whole trade I, I would be lying if i wasn't saying i was confused about the whole trade because i don't know much about the a's catcher um i don't even have the trade up um, right yeah. now to, to see what it was but but anyways we'll just stick to like the brewers section on murphy yeah so okay sean murphy yeah, the Braves get Sean Murphy. Um, We get Contreras. It, yeah, it just some, we, doesn't, we get, some uh, doesn't add up to me.
1: We get Contreras, Piamps, and Yeager. And then we gave up Ruiz. Um, The A's got Kyle Muller, Ruiz, Freddie um, Tarnock. I'm so glad
0: then, you're reading the names this time.
1: Yeah, and, and Roy Burr, Salinas, Manny Pena. Yeah, they did have to give up Sean Murphy and Joel Joelle Piamps. I think I said it different both times. And then the Braves got the Braves got Sean Murphy, Kyler, Kyle Kyle Mueller, Royber Salinas, Justin Yeager, Freddie Tarnock, Manny Pena. No, they gave up those guys. Yeah, yeah the Braves you, only got Sean Murphy, too.
0: Yeah, if you don't have the trade memorized by the information that we just gave you.
1: Yeah, you, we don't know what's wrong with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if if you knew what was going on and you know what's going on now, or if you don't know what's going on now, I, I don't blame you. But anyways, let's let's just stick to the Brewers area of this. So, so Well, the
1: we're Brewers saying, get three guys. The A's get five guys and the Braves got one.
0: Yeah. And I'm just sticking to the Contreras part of the thing. So anyways, we got a young all-star for five years that we don't have to pay over a over million dollars. We probably have to pay him a little over a million dollars. So for this year, and then I'm sure it gets more. I'm sure it gets more, but may, maybe we can uh, bring on I don't know. Hopefully Damien Miller will come back on. I'll, I'll genuinely send him an email seeing if he could come, come explain this to us real quick. Uh, it won't be today, but, but I'll send, I'll send an email for you guys. I'll do my due diligence and see if I can get, get a guy on.
1: Okay. So I'm looking at this just a little bit more closely. Like we were looking for the contract stuff, right? But like Sean Murphy is worth like seven players from the Braves. Uh, yeah, I don't, seven guys. And one of those guys is an all star that's under control for five years. Or even if it's four years, whatever, right? So they get the free agent come 2027 season. So that's like ridiculous to me.
0: So yeah. And that's a catcher that hits. And granted, I'm only giving his. His batting numbers here, but so his career batting average is 236. Uh, He's hit 46 homers. 18 is the most homers he's hit in a season. Uh, And I mean, the most games he's played in a season is 148. He was born October 4th. 1994 how old does that make him Mike he's 28 so it's just an interesting deal on top of it but I I think we can get off of it until we get more information about it
1: because it it, might be never
0: yeah but it definitely seems like like something's fishy about it like like Contreras like they didn't like Contreras in Atlanta Yeah, that he's not a good teammate or something like that. But that's a thing, though, is I think – so he tweeted out, like, a bunch of, like, broken hearts.
1: Yep. So, obviously, one.
0: he won the World Series with uh, with the Braves. But those are the guys that come to Milwaukee and just love Milwaukee. Like, people who don't know about Milwaukee, like, once they get to Milwaukee – like. I I would guarantee you like Bobby Portis before he came to Milwaukee, maybe he was like, oh, it's cool. I'm going to be able to play with Giannis. But I just don't think he understood like if he played, you know, semi-good, like he was going to be the guy the whole city got behind and loves him. I think Grayson Allen's kind of turning into that guy for – but like – Ryan Braun, same thing. I mean, I know we drafted him, but, like, he stayed his whole career just because he loved the love that he was getting. And I think I think we get those guys, and it, they have a hard time leaving. Like, even Yelich, like, yep. he kind of gave us a hometown discount as well because he liked it so much in Milwaukee. So I think it's kind of think- a hidden gem for major league players.
1: I think that small market teams will do that to you if you have a good fan base. Right. So um, there's small market teams that don't have good fan bases that if you're kind of like a middle of the road team, they won't show up. Yeah. Um, But in Wisconsin, that's not the case. So if you're like, we're happy with the brewers being slightly above 500, at least we were for a very long time. Right. So that is changing a little bit now. And I think the same thing could go said for the bucks that if we made the playoffs, we were fucking pumped. Um, but if you play well and you're on a Wisconsin sports team and you play hard, fans will absolutely love you.
0: Oh yeah. I'm definitely turning the corner. So we'll get into, uh, a little bit of bucks on here but like the guy I was saying before Grayson Allen like he's he's been playing some good ball from what I've been seeing just like the takes and stuff and I'm coming around on him but the obvious one is the Bobby is the uh yep. Larry Sanders uh yep. guys like that the, the unsung heroes get wrecked the John Coons the
1: I mean, so A.J. Dillon, like, just because he ingratiated himself with the fans and tried hard in his first two years with the Packers, like, he's like the mayor of Door County is what they call him or something dumb like that.
0: Yeah. He's caught a little shit this year, but. but
1: Right. Because it appears that he is not trying as hard. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. It appears that way. I don't think that that's the case, but that's the way it appears. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely don't think he's going out there and
0: consciously putting in less effort than, For sure. than he was in the past. Um, all right, let's move on to some sadder news on this one. So we have Mike Leach dies. So Mississippi State's head coach dies. Um, and if you've been watching college football enough, I will be honest, I watched one of the best football games I've ever seen, which was Texas Tech versus Texas back when Michael Crabtree and Graham Harrell were playing for Texas Tech. And they ended up upsetting um, Texas. I think it was in Texas Tech. I remember it was on Halloween night because the only reason I was watching that game is I got kicked out of a Halloween party (laughs) because... And I didn't, I wasn't doing anything egregious, but we like went to, the, I was a fresh, or I would have been a freshman. I wasn't going to college at the time, but I was up in Madison hanging out with uh, my buddies who were freshmen in college at the time. And one of them had this bright idea that we could get into this party because a guy that we knew that was like a junior or a senior was at this party and we just stormed this party like 50 dudes deep. Uh, didn't bring a single girl to this party. So we just threw off the whole ratio. <laughs> Probably smelled like freshmen. And we walked into this party. I remember I have one buddy who like, I walked in. Uh, I have one guy that had enough foresight to be like, I don't think this is going to go well. I am not going to walk into this party. So we walk into this party and it was like upstairs in a nice place in Madison. And like we we get walking through it and then we walk back to the guy that we kind of knew in there. And he was a nice dude. So like I don't think he wanted to be like. I didn't expect you guys to roll this deep. Like, you know, like, if, yeah. if it was, like, the one – I wasn't even the one guy that he told about the party. Like, I was the guy that got told, that got told, that got told. Yeah. So, I was, like, the 15th in this line. So, he was, like, pretty nice about it. But then it's funny because I think it's, like, such a Wisconsin thing. It's, like, the guy who was, like, running the party. And now looking back on it through, like – maybe wiser eyes I don't know if that would be like the right way to put it, but like yeah, there was no way they could have kept us in there. It, it was all people like probably of age or close to being of age right. like drinking age. everyone was probably 18 um but like he had to like do the tough job and kick all these little shits out of his party and he was like very nice about it. He was like, who do you know here? And we're like, that guy. And then that guy that told us about it, he was like, I didn't fucking think it was gonna happen like this. Whatever. I'm getting like way too long on the story. But it was pretty yeah. humiliating because we all like walked oh, for in yeah, sure. and then we all had to like walk back out. We were like, fuck those guys anyways. <laughs> that party looked like it sucked. <laughs> I'm like there was like it probably
1: didn't. It's a <laughs> no, Halloween party there, in Madison.
0: Yeah, yeah no, it was like so. chicks like flashing people and stuff. We we're like, yeah, that that was gross, man. There was too many food. <laughs> <groups. laughs> didn't show into us, but anyways, that's my first Mike Leach memory, and I didn't even realize he was the coach of that team. But yeah, he put Texas Tech on the map. Went to Washington State um, with the air raid offense, and just was known for that. Like you knew Washington State's like identity got changed. And it seems like he just did a lot for the game in innovative ways. And he was just always like a funny, unapologetic himself yeah. kind of person.
1: So. Yeah, so I didn't even like so I heard that he was in like dire straits, right? Like was in trouble, could could potentially die, but I couldn't really see what kind of transpired transpired before that. Do you know what happened? it was some sort
0: of heart condition. Okay. And I mean, if you looked at the guy, I mean, this might sound a little insensitive, but like you could tell, like, that seemed like a guy that, I mean, he was 61. So that's, that's fairly young. I want to say like the average yep. age that men live to in the United States right now is like 65, but that weighs into the equation. Like, babies that die and shit like that i think so like i don't know my father-in-law just turned 72 and i i can't see that guy dying for another 20 years like so 61 like you're you're a young pup
1: dying yeah my my old man is 70 and like i i still don't think that i'd like try to fight him I feel like he'd still get the, the better of me. Like he farms every day. He runs more often than I do. I'll go and like help him with a project. And he just like, if he's gonna that like 70, uh, 69, I think 69 or so, so uh, 70. Yeah. That kind of blows me away. Yeah. So, um, but like he's, he's just a huge, like, he's a human that I don't understand. Cause then I'll see people at work that are 70 years old. And I'm like, Oh God, like you're got like one and a half feet in the grave, or right? You're just yeah. waiting to fall into that thing. And I don't know. So I think that it depends on the type of life you've lived. If you stop doing stuff, I think you start to wither away and like really yeah. regress.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think if you live, fast you die fast kind of type deal is like obviously we didn't know him personally obviously right but i don't know why you had to say that but like he looked like a guy that like enjoyed life you know like he didn't hold back i don't know if he smoked a lot of cigarettes chewed a lot of tobacco or anything or drank a lot of alcohol but it sure seemed like it Like that, that would be my, my guess is, you know, shit takes a toll on you a little bit quicker. And then like your predisposition to
1: disease shit like that. Yeah. And so the other thing is he's a college football coach, right? And so we see the guys that are in the pros and the guys that are in the college game, I think it's getting better right now, but a lot of times those guys spend all their time, at work and they're digging into tape and they're trying to figure out ways to advance what football is. And they don't care so much about their health.
0: Yeah. They're too busy. Like it's, it's an aspect of life that you get too busy for. Like I know when my schedule gets too busy, I get unhealthier and I couldn't even imagine like how busy you get being a football coach, but it is funny. Like, my wife, like looking at some football coaches. So she loves the floor as do all the women in Wisconsin, I assume. Uh, But like, she sees a guy like Mike McCarthy and she was like, why would someone fucking listen to him? Like he like, (laughs) like he couldn't do any of that shit. And, but I mean, Leach was more on the side of McCarthy than he was on the floor. I would say is. Is he came from the, the old school and I, and like you said, it is getting better. It does seem like the younger it coaches, seems like it, right? you know, like you don't get like a young coach in the NFL. That's like, looks like Mike McCarthy. You get a young coach that looks like Sean McVay or Cliff Kingsbury right. or like, and it looks like yep. the coaches just realize, you know, maybe going out drinking cigarettes with Brett Favre to get him to come play for us or whatever, isn't, isn't the way to do. It. But I, th- I think athletes are getting that way too. Cause what's the famous picture of, uh, I want to say it's Joe Montana. I think, I think I might be wrong. Uh, but like, it's like halftime in like an Epic game, like a super bowl. And he's got a beer in between his legs and a cigarette.
1: I like, can't be Joe. Like in the 80s, they would have been like limiting that to some extent. But I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna look something up quick though. Maybe Namath. Joe Namath, yeah, that might have been it. Uh which is like the early 70s, you know. That's when football like is just becoming a thing. Uh in kind of a real way. I'm Googling smoking a at halftime. So, I bet you that happened a lot. So, uh, McAfee and Hawk will talk about uh, Vrabel and that, like, he could do whatever he wanted to do. He'd be, like, at practice and, like, they'd get, like, a five-minute break. He'd smoke cigarettes and shit, and he was still an elite-level athlete. So, I think there's anomalies out there that can do things like that. But think if that anomaly – decided, oh, I'm going to just like be straight and clean. You know, Vrabel might have ended up being J.J. Watt. Now, not that Vrabel's a bad linebacker, but he was never the defensive player of the year three times. And maybe like the coaches these days just feel like, you know what? I can take the steroids just like the players do. And I can work out, you know, just half as much as they do. And I can be fit.
0: Okay, I wasn't listening to a thing that you were saying because I was looking up this
1: thing. I was uh, right. Don't worry uh, about it. I was right, whatever I said.
0: Okay, but it was Len Dawson. So it was a picture, So, which is kind of ironic because he died this year as well. But okay, he was, because uh, it's funny, I looked up the picture and the first picture that shows up is a picture of Mike Leach. Like, when, when I'm Googling this smoking a cigarette
1: at halftime. But, but yeah. And so all not, fa- now is that a, we're talking about this stuff, too, uh, I remember that um, Lynch would say that he would take, like, two shots before games. I think Hennessy. Because he said it allowed him to be just a little bit more free, right? To, like, run the way he probably should instead of, like, overthinking it. I think there is something
0: to that in life, because I think I would lead a better life if I was three beers deep consistently through life, like, like the perfect buzz. Yeah. Like where, but I can't do that. Like, that's, that's my issue. It's like, I always think like the next beer, is going to make me feel amplify that to the next one to the next one and it does in my mind
1: yeah but it doesn't doesn't i think i think the benefit of being slightly like buzzed up like like is that you would be willing to take more risks right and so those risks like would pay off exponentially and so like even even if you fail a little bit Right. If you fail on occasion, right. Those, the risks you do take to like jump on something that is an opportunity that when you're sober, you overthink it just a little bit and say no. Like that opportunity could lead to another opportunity that leads to another opportunity. You know what I mean? And so, like, small successes build on or big successes are always built on a bunch of small successes. And so, like, just taking those little risks, which a lot of times we're not willing to do, could, like you said, allow you to have led a better life all the way through.
0: Yeah. No, there's something to it. We'll we'll have to um, do the ex- experiment uh, E equals MC, slightly buzzed, going through life. But let's yeah, get – Yeah, I'm back.
1: just going to start drinking three beers
0: before work every day. So, you know – I dude, I think I would be a better person for it. Like I honestly would like three beers is the point three, four between three and five beers. I would say is like the point where oh, yeah. I'm at, where I'm like, Hey, that person's wearing nice shoes. I tell them they're wearing nice shoes, like, or, yeah. or things along those lines, like things that I would like to do when I'm sober that I won't do, or like, just be like, a more outgoing person towards things. But I, I do think we, we derailed it a little bit, but like getting back to, unless you got more, more on the, the all right. but like getting back to like Mike Leach, absolute legend of a dude and definitely changed the game of football. Uh And I, I don't even think, People are saying it like there's always like a recency bias to these guys, but this guy was like a trend setting football coach. Like even if like the air raid offense isn't, you know, like your primary offense, there's definitely a. You have an an, air
1: raid package.
0: Yeah. Like there's an effect that went into pretty much every single playbook you see in the game today except for the 49ers who are playing like like we are, are like they are coached by uh Vince Lombardi right now. Um and and it's looking pretty damn good. But anyways, RIP Mike Leach, let's let, let's give him a moment of silence, Mike. Cheers. Yeah.
1: All right, you ready to roll into spicy meatballs? Yeah, we better start making some of this shit quick. Those our weather talk, our cold in the streets, and then our hot in the streets <laughs> took what seems to be a very long time. So
0: I, I don't honestly think we have that much to cover today. So I think I think we're good rolling um, and taking yep. taking some side streets along the way. So I'll get into my spicy meatball. And we, we uh, want us let's, let's do mine
1: first. Cause I got more questions about yours than you're probably going to have about mine.
0: Okay. I didn't even see you had one. I'm glad you I have did. one.
1: I do. So uh, can I say my spicy the...
0: meatball about your spicy meatball first? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You forgot to put an apostrophe for, for the T and doesn't.
1: Yeah. So I, I do dislike Google docs because it doesn't correct shit like that for me. Like, come on. We are beyond this point that I need to be able to like like type that thing in there. I don't even know where it is all the time.
0: That that right. was a follow on my part. I will I will quit derailing the show for okay, go Mike.
1: Go, go. No, 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 that, we're all good. Like I just think that like Google should operate more like Word where it corrects like the little things like that or my text messages where
0: get Grammarly. Uh
1: this is Google just Buy Grammarly and put it in your fucking docs. Um, I
0: agree with that 100%. But anyways, if if we were going to plug this segment and get a sponsor, Grammarly.
1: Yeah, I need it real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. All right. So I think that toilets should have built-in vents that are at, like, the base level of the toilet. So, like, they're sucking the smell right out of the bowl, kind of, instead of having the vent in the, like, top of your bathroom right so that vent i think is important for like showers and stuff like that pull the steam out you're not creating mold in your bathroom or whatever but i think toilets should all have built-in vents that run right out of the house because there's no reason that it needs to get sucked like past your whole face to get out like the scent like to suck it out that way like mitigate the smell by having a vent that just runs right out the
0: How much you know about this topic, though, like, I I don't know anything about it. Like, could you put like a vent that like sucks air out like behind the toilet? Because I'm trying to think of like my toilet in the other room, like if we suck air out of that, like right behind the toilet, that would like just give the guests that walk in the door a nice fresh smell of poop (laughs) when they open the door.
1: Or, well, I'm sure you could run it just like the so your bathroom has a vent in it though right
0: okay so the vent would run towards somewhere like towards somewhere you know, else would go just to like fart in someone's face like right outside I, I kind of like that idea like put it face level outside your house so if like someone's like walking their dog past you I guess yeah like, when you live in Wilton your houses aren't all connected to each other but
1: no so like you have a little bit of space generally um i just i think it's like a flaw in the design right like we just didn't think about it no you might be you might be on it something yeah so i was just thinking about it today like turn the fan on when i went into poop and like like that should not be like there that should be below my head
0: so i know when i am in public for sure and I think I do it when I'm just by myself, but like I know when like the brunt of my load is gone, the handle oh, yeah. gets hit, hit immediately. Like I'm a good courtesy flusher. So yeah, so I but there's not well. a lot of not at play.
1: home very often. You'll you'll um, bounce shit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like at the smell you're rare. Work. It's rare at home, but if I'm at work a hundred percent immediately. Like, I'll brew it, like, five, six times. state of Wisconsin's paying for that water, not me, so. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to be polite. And
0: I think I've had a spicy meatball on this show that was kids that were young, young and in college, like, when I would walk into these public bathrooms. Yeah, my it was, like, to send them to prison. Like, if you left a poop in the toilet and you didn't flush
1: and the, yeah you want to send the, everybody to prison you're all about the prison life man oh yeah
0: no i i am like be courteous like i get it if you don't know etiquette when you're in some place and this is going to sound this is the prudiest me you're going to hear but but yeah like just follow the etiquette it's, it's there for a reason like when you're a young shit and you don't know anything. So I was always intimidated by golf courses, like in the etiquette you had to play by, but once I understood it and that it was there for a reason, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's, that's why you do it. Like if you're playing slow as shit, cause I've been the guy out there by myself following a foursome that was shanking every ball, into the yeah. woods yeah. and like they weren't letting me play through them and you know like I, I don't know it just changes your opinion like completely not that i wasn't like shanking a ball but i was like i'm not shanking four balls like
1: but, right and then those guys are like moving slower just because there's four of them they're sitting they're talking a little bit longer than like obviously you who's not talking to anybody yeah you know like you're sitting in your cart for just you know, 10 seconds longer because you're talking about some stupid bullshit that happened that week. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree with that.
0: And then on the other end of it though, it's like, you got to remember you've been there before and not like prosecute the people that are like you from 10 years before, like you'd be like, Oh, I remember these guys. But anyways, we got all the way over there from Mike wanting to put a vent in at, I would say calf level to suck the yeah the pull it off. down instead yeah. of up. Yep, that's okay. that's a good way to put it. Okay, I am gonna give you. God, spicy meatballs are hard to rank because I, I think we do something wrong with spicy meatballs because that's a good idea. I don't even think that's a spicy meatball. Like,
1: but we. Yeah, we've played those quite a bit, I think. Good ideas versus spicy meatballs, right? Yeah, because I'm going to drop a spicy meatball next. But,
0: anyways, your good idea. So that's what we'll have to do. We'll have to decipher first. We're going to decipher whether it's a spicy meatball or a good idea or an idea. And then I'm going to give your idea eight thumbs up because. I think I think it's a good idea. I just don't know why <laughs> it's, it's not, like, in place already. And I don't think you're that smart of a guy, like, where you would have been the one that, like, figured this out. I could be wrong. I agree. I agree. I don't think I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's probably a reason, like, why. And that's why I won't give you 10 right off the bat. 10 thumbs up cuz i think there's probably something hard about it that's that's leading to the lack of of that happening.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about like the like poop and the poop shoot, right? And then you're you said eight thumbs up and all I could think was like eight thumbs up your asshole or something. I don't you know. You would like that. It was weird, but it was I my brain went straight there. Come all on. right. So my brain is going to trump you one
0: more in, in bad. I'm going to, I'm going to take it to the next level, Mike. So this, I like it. This, this is the hypothetical. If you could, if I could give you, I don't want to be the one that gives you the money. So if you just got the money, so $50,000. But you have to eat a Foss's hot dog that I shoved up my butt when you do it for $50,000. So. Like,
1: I feel like you could get like insanely sick from that. And I $50,000 is not that much. I don't know why I made it my butt. I should have just made it
0: like someone <laughs> random. <butt.
1: laughs> I feel like that was like your strategy the whole time. Like, if it's my butt, he'll do it. And if it's not in my butt, he might not. So that's why I got it. But Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so.
0: $50,000 no, for a no, hot I don't dog think, shoved up someone's butt.
1: I don't think so.
0: Oh, man. Would you do it? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think I would easily
1: do it. I guess, like. There's definitely, like, a bunch of, like, porn stars that go, like, ass-to-mouth, which is kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think of the health repercussions of this. Like, I thought more of, like... Yeah, I don't know what
1: that would be for sure, but it seems bad.
0: I thought more of, like, the humiliation, like, thing. Yeah, so humiliation
1: is probably a big piece of it.
0: So, like, say if it was, like, a hot dog... That was like shoved up your butt that I had to eat. <clears throat> like I would feel like I like kissed your shoes or something. And that that would be like the <laughs> the, like, the like pride and whatever. This this show didn't need to go that far.
1: Yeah, we have fallen off the rails here tonight. Which I like. <laughs> this is this is good. I I don't think I would. I think like the because there's definitely foods that if i know what they are affect like my stomach do you know yeah. what that I mean? like like if you were <clears throat> eating say like bulls testicles i'll be like oh this is making me sick right and i haven't eaten those but i would imagine that they probably actually taste like anything else right that
0: yeah if he's fried them up they would be fine
1: They would be, yeah. It would be something that I could eat, but if as soon as you told me that's what it was, then I'd have a problem with it. Or if, like, you were like, you fried something up and I'm eating this meat and it's a dog, then I would probably start feeling sick about it because my brain tells me I have to.
0: That is a good. That's a good point.
1: So I think that, like, is it possible to eat this hot dog? Yeah, for sure right? Would it be more likely that I eat this hot dog if no one ever finds out that I eat this hot dog? Yeah, probably. Like <laughs> the shame from society would, would be way worse to me than probably actually eating. But that's par- part of the reason that I will not do it is because i but
0: what would you think of a guy that needed fifty thousand dollars? That uh, yeah, like that's what I'm Nothing. saying. Like, like it like wouldn't so. bother me at all. Like, and <clears throat> there's not a much stuff I wouldn't eat for fifty thousand dollars. That's like reasonable. I think like ejaculant so and shit like that. Like that. That's gonna cost you a little bit more than fifty thousand dollars. Fifty two thousand uh. dollars. <laughs> Yeah, $50,003. Uh,
1: I need that three bucks. I got to get my coffee tomorrow. Uh, get the taste out of my mouth. Uh, uh, yeah, so, I like, I think the shame is what steers you away from that stuff more than, like, like, actually being grossed out by most of it. I mean, I don't, yeah. like, I don't want to put shit in my mouth. Don't, like. Get me wrong, but I think that it's the shame and what other people would think because you ate that. That would be the the problem for me.
0: Yeah. No. I mean that. that yeah. That's the the main dilemma there because I, I think I would eat dog shit for fifty thousand
1: dollars. Like Man. fifty thousand dollars like, is like. Do you think you could stomach dog shit? Not like hold it down necessarily, but actually get it down. Yeah, right. so like you yeah, have to no. Figure out how to get it past your mouth.
0: I got a tough stomach. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure I could put down a, l- a lot of stuff that, like fear factor, the eating factor. To me, I don't know if that would be the main issue. Which I know it was the main issue for a lot of Just people in the like show, that. like fear factor, but. The eating shit. So, what would the, bother you then? The scary shit, like the, like walking across like glass above fifty thousand or like fifty thousand, yeah, yeah, like feet way up, in right? Yeah, or even like a like
1: hundred feet in the air. Like, you know, if that fucking goes, you die, right? Yeah. Um. See, and I equate that a little bit back to like. If I've seen someone do this, which they always demonstrate it, right? You see someone do it. That it becomes a hundred times easier once you see someone actually do it. Because and I you agree can't, with, like, if you can't see it in your brain, how to do it or like, like function through it. I think that your brain kind of like shuts off, like, don't do this. We're going to die. We're going to die. And let, but they see it happen. Or you see it happen, like you can say, "That person can do it. I'm as good as that person."
0: Yeah, and I think that's like a lot of things in life. But like, I think you could break that game a little bit, like if you know that they're not going to let you die. Yeah, but it, but it's just hard to hard to put that in your brain. I talked about uh, aerosol a little bit last, last episode and like rappelling down backwards. And you were like, there's no way that those people would let you like fall to your death. And like the scaredest part I had was, I was like, it was me who tied this thing. So like, I was like, it doesn't matter on somebody else's, like I could die. But like, I think if you're on something like fear factor and if you died, like I, I want to say that show ran for like ten years and nobody died. Yeah. Like if you're in the tenth year of it, like, and you could trick your brain into being like, "Hey, you're not gonna die." Like anything you do,
1: but I can't yeah, remember how. I would agree with that. That we, uh, because it came down to like the grossness of eating some of that stuff. Like that's what it comes down to with that hot dog thing. Is it more the shame? shame of it that would like bother me mentally then
0: yeah like my especially hot dog or, like yeah. even if nobody had a problem with you like exactly like once they wanted to have a problem with you they could be like you ate a hot dog for yeah you're
1: a shit like, eater or yeah. whatever, right but um and maybe by the time that they there are people that have problems with people for nothing right there's probably somebody that just fucking hates everything that I've ever done in my whole life just because I'm the one that doesn't. There's probably someone out there for each I, of us that is like, I, I hate that fucking dude. I'm curious if you have that guy.
0: I, I don't think, I, don't think you do. I do. I don't.
1: <laughs> so but, not like a, huge, like a huge asshole, I don't think. But there's probably somebody that I just rub the wrong way all the time. Yeah, that that they're like, I can't believe he did that. Like he, that's not what he's supposed to do. Okay.
0: All right, Mike. I don't know how how we move on from that. I uh, took the toilet seats being in the wrong place to try to throw that in there. And then you wanted to shove a hot dog in your ass.
1: I get it. I mean, yeah, makes sense. Only if you would eat it. I'm blushing now though. Uh,
0: (laughs) um, But anyways, we'll we'll get back to the spicy meatballs. I think this is the fair warning that this this episode's gonna run a little bit long. uh, (laughs) because I'll probably be done. I'm probably gonna get mix up another drink after my spicy meatball and then we'll get into the Packer game. But so are you ready? For what a spicy meatball is compared to a good idea
1: yeah yeah so this one definitely is i'm 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 with you here i'm I, not with you i don't agree but so this is a spicy meatball so my
0: spicy meatball is national lampoon's christmas vacation stinks it's such a bad movie and i just couldn't get over how like there was like nothing redeeming about it to me, and like okay. the humor no redeeming characters, was, yeah, because the guy yep. kind of sucked. Like Chevy Chase's character was kind of a shitty person, like on his own, and. And then, like, on top of it, like, the payoff at the end of the movie. If you haven't seen this movie yet, and I'm going to spoil it for you now. Yeah,
1: fuck them. But, like, like, if they haven't watched it, fuck them. Like, but I will say, Mike,
0: but I think that might have been the first or second time I watched that movie. Because I remember, like, the National Lampoon's. Like, something vacation, and they were actually, like, on a vacation to go to uh, a park, and they had to, Yeah, yeah, that's
1: the original, I believe.
0: believe So, that one came before Christmas vacation.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, like, National Lampoon's vacation, family vacation, maybe, or something. Okay. So, they have, like, a European vacation. They have a Vegas vacation. So, they have a few of them. Okay, I want to
0: know what order these came out in. Because I get it if that was their Christmas movie. Like, and it sucked as bad as it did. But if that was like the first movie they put out and they came out with all these other ones after it, that that kind of shocks me a little bit.
1: So uh, that is their third movie come out in 89 uh vacation came out in 83 european vacation came out in 85 and then vegas I must have been like mid 90s
0: okay that makes a lot more sense to me and i will say i respect the movie a little bit more because they were rolling off their name like making money off their name but that movie I don't know it was just dog shit to me so I'm trying to even like so he wants to have like the best Christmas Mm -hmm. of all time at his house like I can't even make it sound interesting when I'm explaining this movie to you and I don't know. Like that being said, like I love some stupid shit. Like one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show, is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And it, it's just like a different like humor gap. Like I get if I show my kids it's yeah. always sunny, like when I'm a six-year-old person, it's probably not gonna be that
1: funny. But I guess know. some of that stuff, like Does okay, long-term. But
0: I guess I can make this even spicier. I don't know if I like Chevy Chase movies
1: that much. Right. So I'm – what else am I looking at that I think that he's in? Caddyshack. But Caddyshack,
0: he's kind of like the cool dude in it. Yeah, he's a different character for sure. Yeah. And I kind of like, I like him in Caddyshack. Like I like Chevy Chase in Caddyshack. Right. And I enjoy Caddyshack. I don't think it's like monumentally funny, but like with that being said, it like throws it into the category of, uh, God, what's the like most famous college party movie animal house. Animal House doesn't register to me. Uh, Old school does, though. Like, I enjoy old school.
1: So Yeah, but old school came out when you were in school. Old school is pretty old. Like, I I want to say old school. Yeah, like 2001 or 2002. So, like, it's probably the same as, like, the American Pie movies. Right? So, like, American Pie was, like, a huge hit for, like, me, but I'm in, like, Eighth grade when the first one comes out—that's a big deal. And there's boobs in it, and yeah, things along that. that. It's basically how I select my movies: it's whether or not they have boobs in
0: them. Yeah, but anyways, I'll get I'll streamline back to National Lampoon's Christmas
1: Vacation, awful Christmas movie. Okay, so I think. I'm gonna give you, at I'm gonna give you like nine jalapenos because I think that I love how you say that. That like, I actually think that's a terrible take. My personal belief is that every Christmas movie that is based on like actual things that revolve around Christmas is atrocious, right? So the, I can't think of a Christmas movie that revolves around the actual holiday that is good home alone right right no 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 because in theory you could run that at almost any time true okay i get right so like yeah yeah that could have been a fourth of july movie yeah for all it is right so that can happen anytime but the ones that revolve around the actual holiday i don't think any of them are good none of them are well written it's it's more maybe the Grinch, right? Sucks ass, like the actual Grinch movie. So, like the original, like I like them all. I I don't know that there's one that I dislike. The but Grinch, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the basic the
0: animated ones over. are pretty good. I'll give it that. The live action Grinch yeah.
1: movie, I'm okay. I'm okay with the Jim Carrey one. Oh with yuck! It. Man,
0: that movie sucks ass. That but that'll be that, like my. I would say the only Christmas movie I've ever seen that's worse than National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is The Grinch, <laughs> like the live-action one, yeah, the one with like true.
1: the animated dog, like Max. say The two. new one, the new one, I really, I've, I've enjoyed quite a bit. I, you know, I enjoyed that too.
0: Yes, but I but went there with the my nephew French. too. So there was, there's. Uh, a little like emotional attachment or whatever you want to call it. Like I brought my nephew and my mom to that movie. So <clears throat> it was good to me. Like the nostalgia yeah. of that time. Like I'll remember that forever. So I kind of
1: will say and I'm biased
0: behind that one.
1: The newest I think one. That, I think that's what makes actual Christmas movies, right? Like, people build them up in their head because of the nostalgia of it right like so you're watching that movie around a time when really like mostly positive things are happening in your household right so like you're getting presents you're hanging out with family and friends are all around like those are things that for fortunate people (laughs) for yeah for fortunate (laughs) people right so sometimes sometimes that's all negative right um but I think that's why Christmas movies get built up the way they do. Like I, I hundred percent agree with that because yeah, so I
0: there's. I'll keep going. You you had to sell.
1: I, I'm just saying that like that for movies that are based solely around the holiday. This is one of one of the better ones, and so I think that, and I think there's a large contingency of the population that they saw this when they were. 17 yeah and like they thought it was like the funniest like holiday movie they've ever seen and i i want to say like for me elf probably runs into that same nature right like i enjoy the movie elf but i think part of it is because i seen the movie elf when i'm relatively young you know somewhere between like 17 and 20 would be my guess all right so that's when it comes out
0: What I would break down between Elf and these ones is I felt like Elf was a very redeemable, like good character. Like I said, I didn't realize that like Vacation came out before National Lampoons. Like that's the one I remember. I remember like them going to see Rusty or not Rusty, but like the Moose Place or whatever. Yeah, Uncle and stuff like that. But And I don't think Chevy Chase's character is, like, atrociously, like, a demon of a character. But I I just think he's, like, a uh, kind of a shitty dude.
1: Uh,
0: Yep, I agree. And uh, in Elf, Elf is, like, very... Or whatever, Will Ferrell's character is, like... Buddy. Yeah, Buddy is just, like, a very good dude, like you're cheering for him throughout the movie. He's not doing anything that like is wrong or whatever. Like, yes, he's fucking shit up for everybody in the movie, but like, he's, he's doing it with good intentions. And like, when it comes to Christmas vacation, it's just like a compilement of like, it it just gives me a lot of insight watching that movie is like, and, like, when a movie does that to me, like, it needs to, like, pay off greatly or not pay off at all. And that's what I'm saying is, like, okay. with with it's, with it's Always Sunny, probably my favorite show, like, it never pays off at all. Like, you know it's not going to pay off at all. And at the end of, like, Christmas Vacation, it's like. Oh, we're gonna bring the bonuses back, and then like yeah. the the thing gets shot in the air, and she starts singing the national anthem. And I was like, "That's not yeah. funny at all." Like you didn't think
1: the singing of the national anthem was the funny part? I enjoyed that part because like it's not what's supposed to happen on Christmas. You should sing Christmas carols.
0: But and that's what humor is too. it's like it's just like a break in what you would think like reality is. Yeah. They just yeah. like break it the same way too many times like okay i got like you. like i i was watching that movie and maybe i've seen it before like a couple parts seemed familiar like the the checks at the end of it like where i was too young to understand like what a bonus was and like i didn't like the movie when i was a little kid because i i didn't get that part so i was like okay i'm gonna watch it again and i'll, I'll get it because he's going to get a bonus at the end and it's going to like pay off. Like he's going to be able to get that pool or whatever. I was like, this, this piece of shit doesn't even deserve the pool. And every, everything that happens that like breaks, like the common thing to make it humor is exactly the fucking same. Like when he goes in the attic, I'm like, he's going to get stuck in the attic. Like it doesn't surprise me at all. Like when he gets the bonus check, like initially, I'm like, it's there's not gonna, it's not gonna be a bonus. It's gonna be like some fucking stupid. Like I thought it was gonna be like a thank you card for working for them. Like yeah, there was like nothing that like br- bent shit to like where my mind has been morphed to be broken from. Where I think when the yeah. movie, when the movie was made. It was probably breaking shit for people. Like it was
1: like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. found like, ground. I would say movies have to step on like new territory quite often in order to be like groundbreaking movies. Yeah. Uh, so I think we've had this discussion about boondock saints in the past, too, as you were like, I've seen them do that. I think that's all times
0: all off right
1: there. Yeah, that is off air, right? But like we like you've said like you think Boondock Saints was kind of like like a middle of the road movie because all that shit had already happened. Right? You've seen that happen in movies numerous times. But like that movies from like the early 90s where you probably hadn't actually seen that stuff when it originally. I shouldn't say the early 90s, maybe the mid 90s. But like you probably but we had seen that movie in 2008 or 2009 right
0: yeah 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 no and with boondock saints that's another one like where i would have to go back and watch give it a second chance mm-hmm. because i was kind of you no, no like but i will say like i was always like too cool for school on some of the fucking movies like Like where I was like I'm I'm not gonna like it because it's like the popular opinion to like it and I don't think I've watched Boondock Saints since that so like the whole time I was watching Boondock Saints the first time I watched Boondock Saints was to like disappoint you because how much you loved it and I did enjoy it I like that movie a lot it's good yeah and I just remember like corny shit like there was a firefight and he's like shooting (laughs) like guns and shit and i was like but william Defoe's a beast so yep, I, th- I think i could give that movie another chance um and probably still not think it's great but not give you like the shittiest review that i did when i came back to you initially when you you were the one that told me to watch it but yeah i i kind of lost my train of thought where i was going All with right. that
1: Anyway, let's move on from that kind of stuff. So you do not like National Lampoons. You got nine jalapenos from me. And so what is the uh, Christmas movie you're turning to to, like, open up your Christmas season if you don't like National Lampoons? Yeah. I love Home loans.
0: Uh yep. Okay. So, and I will say that that is one that I came around on. Like, where I had the opinion, like, where I was, like, too cool for it. Like, too cool for it. And the introspective that Kevin gives to, in the first movie, the guy with the shovel, and then the lady with the pigeon in the second, the lady with the pigeons in the second movie. And just those two scenes. So when he's sitting with the guy in the church in the first movie, and he's, telling this guy, like, oh, shit, I just watched it. Basically, the
1: guy hasn't talked to his son, his... son or daughter, I can't remember which, in, like, 20 years, right? Yeah,
0: and he's, like, 20... yeah, comparing it to, like, so i seen the second movie more fresh. Um, so in the second movie, like, the lady got her heart broke. She wanted to have kids with this guy, and the guy divorced her. And she wouldn't put her heart out on the line and he compared it to having rollerblades that he really loved these rollerblades but he would never take the rollerblades out because he didn't want to ruin the rollerblades so he's like uh giving i don't even know what you call it like it's not philosophical advice right yeah it's philosophical advice but it's not an innuendo it's a there's a word for it. It's like, uh, sure. Yeah. We'll call it a simile. If if, if it's not a simile, it's a metaphor, but yeah, you, you like to, uh, to how his rollerblades and he didn't want to ruin his rollerblades. And he didn't use these rollerblades ever. The only time he used the rollerblades was like, put on his feet and make it look cool. And she's, she's talking about her heart. And and he was like, and then when I finally wanted to use the rollerblades, they didn't fit anymore, and I couldn't use the rollerblades. And and the lady like was like, "God damn! Like this kid's smart. Like he's he's dropping dimes of advice to me, and, and just kept it. like, dude, Macaulay Culkin like." if if he didn't I, I don't know where he'd be today if uh he didn't kill didn't get killed by that swarm of bees uh
1: oh yeah when he was <laughs> playing uh in my girl right yep yeah. yeah. he'd probably yeah, uh, I mean he'd be just an epic epic <laughs> star <laughs> yeah uh so those are great movies as well but i don't think we've like sat down and watched those I do think that for us, the movie is Elf. Like, that's the movie we sit down and watch. We haven't watched it yet this year. I have watched a couple, like, Christmas movies solo, right? I shouldn't say a couple. I watched National Lampoons because I think, like, I feel like I've recently come around to enjoying it, right? So I want to say, like, last year I watched it and I was like, yeah, like this is something I should watch more often. I really love the part where they're like, where he's like, everybody's trying to leave, and he's like, nope, we're staying fucking here. And when Santa comes down that chimney, we're going to be the jolliest bunch of assholes on this side of whatever, or whatever. Like, I wanted to put that on a bulletin board at the fucking work because they're all fucking cranky pieces of shit all the time anyway, because they're old people. Like, that's the way they are. But you don't because you can't. And so I've come around to liking national Lampoon's, and that's why I watched that one. But I watched that one by myself. Like I don't like recruit the wife to watch it or anything like that. Um, I no, think you this gotta be, be,
0: you gotta be able to deal with pain if you're going to watch that one. Cause it's a lot of pain with a very little payoff that, that is what I'll say is like, if I was making a math equation for that, uh for that movie it comes out negative to me like
1: yeah but but you say that as long as it comes out super negative then it's fine it can't just come out slightly negative
0: well two negatives make a positive like so you gotta you gotta do your math right when you're making shit
1: yeah so i think for us elf is the christmas movie that kind of sets us in the mode
0: I would say that's the last like classic that's came out that I can remember like Christmas staple classic. Cause I will give uh, national lampoon's Christmas vacation that like they, they were a classic. They put it on the map. They did their movies beforehand that got them to where they could put out a movie like that. And people show up for like, whereas so the one so my wife and I have been trying to watch like one Christmas movie a night and oh, the one we cool. w- one we chose tonight was the Harold and Kumar uh Christmas one. Yep. Yeah. And I like that one a lot better than than Christmas Vacation, but I understand that I like that movie because I liked those characters where I was at the point in time when I discovered those yeah. characters. Yeah. So, so that's where I'll give National. But I will stay, still say I would give the Harold and Coomer one a pretty shitty score. Like it's, But I feel like the redeeming quality at the end was two best friends that were good dudes end up being best friends again.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I've seen that one. Um, it, it's it's not great. I won't say it's great. I want to say that I've probably seen the first Harold and Kumar at some point, but I missed the boat on that, right? So, not that I was too old to watch it, but I didn't watch it. And then when I chose to watch it, it was like, I was probably like 27 or 28, and I was like, oh, yeah, this this is kind of funny, or whatever, right? And where yeah. it had already passed me. Or sometimes when you watch that in the moment with the entire culture, like, it creates a way better experience for those things. So I think that there's going to be things like the Christmas Chronicles that, like, my kids and, like, my nieces and nephews, that's the, like, Christmas movie they're going to, like, remember.
0: Christmas Chronicles.
1: Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen I want to say it's on Netflix. Christmas. I could be wrong. It might be on the Disney app. I can't remember which one it's on, but it's, it's an okay movie, right? Like you but,
0: scared, you scared me in the wrong direction once. So I'll, I'll go down yeah. that road one more
1: time, Mike. And, but, but my nieces and nephews, like we'll play it on repeat when we're at my in-laws. Okay. And so I'm assuming that's going to be the movie that their childhood is like, this is my Christmas movie. Yep. All right. We are going
0: to take a little pause here. We're going to get off the Christmas music. And when we come back, we are going to be running with the pack. And Mike is going to lead us off. Are you ready for it, Mike?
1: Yep. We're too fucking loaded.
0: After that little break... I don't even know if it's going to be a break for you guys. Cause I just figured out how to hit the pause button today. So we're, we're over a year into this show. And I we just haven't used really, the
1: pause button since the beginning of the football season though. Like where we took a break and then like a spit actual space. Yeah,
0: no, we're just having fun. Holiday holidays are in progress. Mike's off for a good amount of time. I'm off for a good amount of time, but anyways, we are going to start running with the pack and I'm going to let Mike lead into it because
1: what I got, you would I got think.
0: A, oh yeah. Go for it then.
1: Yeah. I got a few things I, that I at least want to touch on. Right. So, um, one it's Monday night football against the Rams, which means this podcast probably doesn't come out Tuesday in the AM. It probably comes out Wednesday in the AM. It's all good. Um, we're busy watching the game, deal with it. Um, second, I'm really excited to be to see Watson and Dobbs on the same on the field at the exact same time while they're both like excelling. I think Dobbs excelled early in the season and Watson just couldn't get anything right early in the season. When he was on the field, couldn't get anything right. So I'm excited to see while Watson is doing something productive what how that allows Dobbs to get open and how that allows this offense to be effective. Um as far as the Rams go, Ramsey's really the only guy they got left as far as big name guys that make huge contribute contributions to their team, right? So Stafford's out, Cup's out, Donald's out. There's probably Uh, guys that – Donald's out now. I think he's on the IR. I think all – like, Cup and Donald are on the IR, and then Stafford is just currently out. Because I'm
0: seeing that Donald is questionable for the game.
1: So, I must be wrong. It don't matter. Packers are going to win this game. But – But I think
0: if you got a guy like that and you have no chance at making the playoffs – like if you're questionable in a game like that, you're sitting out. You're you're waiting because they're four and nine. The Packers are five and eight, and I'm pretty sure if if you get that ninth loss this year, you're out of the playoffs. Like that's
1: that's yeah, just so gone dry. I think that even if the Commanders and the Giants lose out, they end up at eight and nine. Yeah, right. Is that correct, or do they need one win to get eight and nine?
0: I do not have the standings up in front of me, but I do think you are right. Like I, I think they might I, need one. I win, think. But like- I think if you get nine losses, you're technically, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs this year in the NFC, um, unless okay. like a lot of shit happens like the Packers need a decent amount of shit to happen to make the playoffs like the Rams they they might be mathematically I I, I don't know that off the top of my head but.
1: yeah the only team I know for sure in the NFC that's mathematically eliminated is the Bears but that's just what I've seen is that they are actually eliminated um there's probably another team in the NFC that's as bad as the bears that I just don't know about. Right. Anyway, um, Baker's going to be the QB and I'm hoping our defense makes him look like he should never get another job in the NFL. That'd be ideal. Make him look foolish. Uh, Joe Barry should come in and be trying to prove a point with the Rams. It's my kind of my personal opinion. Uh, Aaron Jones was limited in practice, which means I think we should lean heavily on Dylan. And because we're going to need Jones for our playoff run. Personal opinion. Uh, Speaking of the playoffs, what we need is Seattle to lose tonight, which is looking pretty pretty good. Last time I checked five minutes ago in the fourth quarter, it was 21 to six.
0: The Niners had. It's
1: 21 to 13 right now. Yeah, the Niners had just missed a field goal when I looked last time. There was five minutes left in the fourth quarter, though. So it's not like this was something that was a game that was close. Um I think that somebody needs to win the commanders in the Giants game. I did tweet out that they should tie again, but eight and seven is better, has better um like a it's a better winning percentage or whatever than nine and eight.
0: Yeah, no, I think if, And I didn't uh, realize that. So, yeah, I think if uh if the Giants and Commanders tie on Sunday night, it throws more of a wrench in the Packers' plan than than if one of them is to lose outright. So, we got to be cheering yep. for one or the other. I think the Commanders are going to win that game. Uh, and I think the Giants are the team that's Shittier, I guess, and I'm gonna cheer for the Commanders in that game just because I think the Giants have a better chance to lose three games on that. Okay, and, and I know we went over like what what three games uh the Giants were gonna have to lose, but I am trying to look at like the percentages of uh, making the playoffs right now to see if the Rams are mathematically eliminated and sure as shit. They have a less than 1% chance. So they're not mathematically eliminated, but they they basically are. Whereas the Packers are basically mathematically eliminated in this thing as well,
1: which... The homer. Six percent mean. is not. We're we're making it easy peasy. Um, so what we're gonna get is we're gonna get a win from the Saints over the Panthers. I think it's nope, not the Panthers. The who's the other team? Mike, can I can I give like the easy breakdown of how
0: the Packers make the playoffs? Sure. All right. So first off, the Packers have to win out. That's, that's being said obvious. Yep. And then we need either the, or I always want to say the Redskins. We need either the commanders or the giants to lose three of four games, which isn't outside of the realm of possibilities. And then we need after tonight, it looks like we need the Seahawks to lose one more game. Because the 49ers just thumped them. I think they just put the nail in the coffin. Um, but we did go over the schedules in, in last week's game. And the Commanders, the Giants, the Seahawks, the Lions – All have tough schedules like going forward, but I think if the Packers win out, it doesn't matter what the Lions do. It doesn't matter what the Carolina Panthers do. The only teams in front of the Packers that matter are the Seahawks, Giants, and Commanders. So we need – I'll reiterate it one more time. We need either or. The Giants are commanders to so lose three games. And then we need the Seahawks to lose one more game. They just lost 21 to 13 tonight to the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Yeah, so I think that's fine. Um I don't think that it's okay to like let Carolina or Atlanta run the table. Right, So they have the same record as us, and there's no reason to allow that to be in the realm of possibility where it goes to a second, like, because we didn't beat them head-to-head or whatever, no reason to let it go to a second piece of it, right, to the next one down, the strength of schedule, the wins against division, whatever it is. No reason yeah. to let it go there. Hopefully those guys both lose a game here. I would expect fully that that's the case. And I would rather them lose their first game rather than their fourth game. I don't want it to come down to the last weekend either.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, for the Packers, it's going to come down to the last weekend. So I've been kind of spacing, like looking looking shit up. But I do – I don't know why I was looking so hard to see if like the Rams had a chance to make the playoffs. The Rams have less than a 1% chance to make the playoffs. And I think that might've just ended right now. No, that, that would have helped them. But, but anyways, let's, let's zone in on the Packers. I don't, I don't think anything the Rams do like I think the Packers technically could lose a game, and then still, like, with a bunch of junk
1: happening, everybody would have to shit the bed. Yeah, right. So but, like the the Giants, the Commanders, Seattle, and Detroit would all have to shit the bed. Yeah. Because even if you look at like what it
0: is right now, like we need the Commanders to go one and three or the Giants to go one and three. If both of them, well, the Commanders and Giants can't both go Oh, and four because they play each other. But yeah, there there's some junk, and that that that's what I'm trying to get at. Like the most is, I don't think the path for the Packers to make the playoffs. I think it honestly is in their own hands. They need to win out. It it really isn't, but like the way the schedule is set up, and the Giants having, and I might be wrong about like a couple of these. Like it's either or. Like the Giants have to play the Eagles, or the Commanders have to play the Cowboys. Like they're games they should
1: lose going in. Anyways, let's let's just get yeah, back but to this it. is the NFL, so like that's not the way it necessarily works. Um, so I do think the Jets need to come away with a win here this weekend. That's who our we're anyway. What we're getting down to is we're rooting for the Niners. Somebody just root for a team in the commanders versus the Giants. We're rooting for the Saints against the Falcons. We're rooting for the Steelers against the Panthers, and we're rooting for the Jets against the Lions. Those are the big ones that we want. We want all those teams to eat a loss this weekend. If they don't eat a loss this weekend, next weekends would be good too. right? Anytime you guys want to lose, go ahead and lose. We would be thrilled about it. We'll scrape our way in, dominate at the end of the season, roll into another Super Bowl should be i don't see any other path like if that doesn't happen i'll be excessively disappointed now yeah uh i am i'm like honest honestly i'm very excited to see what dobbs and watson do moving forward being on this on the field at the same time i hope they can both stay healthy and we can see the next four games with them as like the one and the two and Lazard is the three. That I think our offense can be like good good with that. We'll see. I mean, it could turn out that it doesn't work or whatever, but I have high no, hopes.
0: No, I think so too. It's like if you look at what the Packers did this year, so like opening opening week. Obviously, we got thumped by the Vikings. But then we won three in a row against the Bears, the Bucks, the Patriots. And I think the Patriots are a different team now. Like, it might have been tougher to beat them. But then we lose to the Giants in London, right? And then we yeah. come back and we play the Jets in New York. And then we lose to the Commanders. We lose to the Bills. And then we lose to the Lions. Like, all doesn't sound good, but the Lions was a one-score game that felt like we could win. The Bills are a wagon that, honestly, like us being homers, like that's a game that we could have saw us losing. We lose to the Commanders by two points. The Jets put it on us. I don't know. I, I'm the
1: Giants saying, uh, came, came down to the last play, right? So that's yeah. why we're throwing it down the field. That's how Rodgers gets hurt. So that came down to the last play as well. So it's that game was con, like in contention.
0: Yeah. And I honestly don't think Seattle's that good. I think Seattle's going to lose another game on the way out. Um. I wish I could have all these games up at the same time, but I only got two screens, guys. Uh, So bear with me. But I'm pretty sure Seattle plays another team they're going to lose to, which is the Chiefs next week. So they play at Arrowhead next week, or they play versus the Jets. So it's a very realistic situation that the path gets cleared before us. And I'm sorry, Mike. You've probably been just trying to talk about the Packers-Rams game the whole time. And I'm just (laughs) trying to justify. I'm looking past the Rams already, which is probably the shittiest thing I'm doing. So, yeah, Packers, if you're listening now, you're seeing my little wreath in the background. Uh, Lose early or don't lose at all. Lose this game or don't lose at all because I got too much hope, even though I do dig into like what Mike was saying. I think you might've said it two weeks ago is like, it's like more fun to cheer for a team in this situation. And man, I have never been more hyped on, yeah. Like what that what's going on in the NFL right now is like we have so many variables at play that we need to happen that are realistic to happen
1: though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, so the Seahawks face two teams with with winning records on the way out and then a divisional opponent. Right? So you have Kansas City who essentially dominates most teams. Especially right? in Arrowhead. In Arrowhead, that's a tough game to play. The Jets are traveling to Seattle, which is a tough game to play. They have two home games, which gives them a little bit of a benefit of a doubt, but the Jets are a good team. Defensively, they're very good. Um, and the, like, You come at the Rams, and it's a divisional opponent. The Rams can... Beat teams, especially if you have Baker playing. I think that Baker creates a different aspect of that game, right? That he's a guy that sometimes shows up and sometimes doesn't. And if he shows up against the Seahawks because he's trying to get a freaking job next year, so be it. Break my heart. But I think the Packers have a realistic shot. And I also think that – so, for me, the 4-12 and 12 year or whatever, the year they got A.J. Hawk in the draft, that was my favorite year to be a fan. That was the year I was most invested. Sam Conn. Oh, man, Sam Con, Guy cost me a fantasy championship. I needed <laughs> six points out of him, six points. He has a like a 52-yard run in like the first like three minutes of the first quarter. Fucks up his hamstring or his knee or something out the rest of the game. And I lose by one point.
0: Never, Maybe less
1: than one point. I don't know if we were on decimals yet or not.
0: Never the same after that. But anyways, so (laughs) what I was trying to say about. I think we should cheer for the Commanders tomorrow night or not tomorrow night, Sunday night. Uh because the Giants schedule is at the Commanders at the Vikings, which should be a loss for the Giants. Or not, I'm reading the Giants schedule. So at the Commanders, at the Vikings, Colts could get frisky with them. And then the last game of the season they play at the Eagles. And if the Vikings beat them, they'll still be competing, maybe for a one seed. And we are getting no. lost in the sauce. So we, we keep going. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah, we, we keep going back to – so Dobbs and Christian Watson are going to be on the field at the same time. Both of them are going to be healthy. I think Mike has a good point there is like, we have never seen this offense as healthy as that. Like, whereas maybe we could use Lazard as the third guy. And then if you can use Cobb as the fourth guy, you know, you got a pretty good offense. Like, and another thing you were saying that I'll, bounce back to because i keep fucking bringing you off shit is it looks like we should use a heavy dose of dylan in this game to let jones get healthy
1: am i am i speaking out of pocket no so i think so i and like you don't have to let him get healthy but if he's not fully healthy i think jones And this is dating back to last year. Obviously, he hasn't played as well, or uh, Dylan. I don't think he's played as well as Jones this year. But, like, Dylan can carry the load. And I think if you give him 20 touches, he's more like Derrick Henry than he is, like, the guy who just wants, you know, seven touches. Derrick Henry wants to touch the ball 25 to 30 times a game and really make his hay. In the fourth quarter. And I think Dylan's probably in that same boat that like you need to get him in rhythm and going um, in order for him to really excel. I think I want to say that Amon Green was a lot like that. That if you gave him a lot of touches late in games, he would just kill you. At the end of games, Amon Green like would light you up. Because he just wear you out and wear you out and wear you out. Derrick Henry does the same thing. Um, there's a number of backs that have done that forever in this league that you give them a lot of touches and they're going to dominate you. I think that Dylan's in that boat. Honestly, I think Jones is in that boat. If you'd give Jones the ball, honest, like 15 times in a game and then give Dylan the ball the next 15 times in a game, the Packers would dominate you on the ground. They would kill you if you had to try to tackle Dylan in the fourth quarter after Jones had got you all exhausted for three quarters. You guys would be fucked. And I don't necessarily understand why like the offensive coordinators and stuff don't use that, but I would be excited to see Dylan be the featured back and get 20 to 25 touches this game.
0: Yeah, anybody on the ground, like, just to set up other stuff is going to be, like, what we need to do is the Packers play calling just needed to get more creative. It seems like we have gotten more creative with, like, the jet sweeps and things, things along that line to, like, get them going. But, yeah, we definitely need play action in our bag of tricks to to win big games later in the season. I mean, the Packers kind of balled out a little bit versus the Dallas Cowboys. Like, they got a win where we didn't expect them to get them to win, which – if you're being an optimistic Packer fan first, a pessimistic Packer fan is like, that's what like kept our season alive because we lose to the, the Giants. We lose to the commanders. We lose to the jets, like games. We didn't expect to lose like early in the season, but I think, you know, Watson has definitely took a step forward. Dobbs seems like he can be a dude. Lazard is is a guy and uh Cobb's been there done that. So so it's not like this offense is I don't know, like completely out and gone like th- there's there's guys that are stepping into their own to make this offense better
1: and I got faith. I got faith holding out. Oh yeah, we are definitely the most positive Packers podcast on the planet, for sure. But I don't All even right. think it's I don't even think it's just us. Like I think
0: like it's a realistic road to the playoffs. I would I would call this segment the Packers realistic road to the playoffs. If they lost this game, and we're still saying Oh no, this can team needs it, to lose like easy. this team needs yeah. to lose, like this team needs to lose. Like right now, the roadmap is, is there. Um we could do all the right things and not make it, but I think we can avoid a lot of a lot of that happening. Like I think. I think if you look at, like, how Vegas would look at this, they would say the Packers have – I don't know. i they, they would say the Packers have, like, a 5% chance of making the playoffs because they think the Packers are going to lose another game, which I agree with, is I think the hardest part of the road – to the playoffs is the Packers winning out. I think, I know I've said it probably three times already, is if the Packers shit the bed, they're done. I think the snow plow, plowing towards the Packers, if they just follow that, they'll make it to the playoffs. And if they make it to the playoffs, they have the Vikings
1: in Minnesota game 1. Oh, that's an easy win. Easy win. Uh yeah,
0: spoiling the shit out of them. You know like that's
1: just such a fun win to go out and get. Yep, I would agree. Uh So with that being said, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to say let's skip the badger talk today. Okay. Let's skip the bucks because they shit the bed this tonight oh yeah they got their ass whooped by the uh by memphis yeah they got whooped we'll talk about it when it's more positive and we're gonna go on to our week 15 bing bongs um looks <laughs> like we both got the 49ers right tonight which is a big game because that was a homer pick for us we took the 49ers because basically we wanted to see them win and so it happened. It happened. We took that's the reason we took them though. We wanted to be homers. Santa Claus is
0: real, kids. Santa Claus is real.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know why you have to tell people that. Don't doesn't everybody know? Anyway, uh we're gonna move on. We're gonna be Colts, are at the Vikings. The Vikings are minus four in this game. Pat, who you taking? I already made
0: my picks and I don't remember what they are. But I'm taking the Colts. Apparently, I am taking
1: the Colts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wipe mine, Mike. I'm sorry. So, you're gonna have to see my no. no. Yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna have to deal with it. I'm gonna take the Vikings in this game. Uh, not because I'm fading Pat, but because I think the Vikings at home, uh, man, if I remember correctly, last weekend they got embarrassed. I like the Vikings. All right, next up, we got the Ravens at the Browns. The Browns are minus three. I am going to take the Ravens in this game. I think the Browns have yet to put it together. Um, And I guess they did scrape it out last week. Yeah, yeah. Going to have to stick with the Ravens. Who you got, Pat? I'm going to take the Browns.
0: I think the Ravens have... Just like a disposition, act, like quarterback, I think like Huntley's good. I think Lamar Jackson's good, but I don't even think either of those guys are going to be playing in that game. And I don't yeah, think I the Ravens are that good without either of those two. Like I think but I think is, is one of the better backups in the league. So like if he can go, but I guess the main reason I'm going to take the Browns is because I think this line is egregious. And I would expect it to be the Ravens, like, minus one or
1: something like that. Oh, yeah, you got a good point. Like, the Ravens plus money here. But maybe that has to do with the quarterback situation. But he is Brett Huntley He did train behind Aaron Rodgers for a little bit, so should be okay. I don't think it's the same guy, Mike. No, Huntley is the backup. And then Huntley is the third-string practice squad guy, if I am correct.
0: I hope you're correct because I didn't even realize that. Because I always thinking of the Notre Dame quarterback that Brett
1: Hundley. Brett Hundley's the guy from uh, UCLA that was on the Packers team. Yeah. And that's not the same guy. Huntley. Yeah. Is the backup to Lamar Jackson. And then I think Hundley, Hundley with a D. Is the no way he's going to be the guy that's playing this game? Well, now I'm going to have to look it up, but we're going to go with we're going to move on to our next game and I'll bring it up if I if I catch it or think of it or whatever. Right. So we got the Dolphins at the Bills. The Bills are minus seven. I'm going to take the Bills in this game for some reason. I feel like the Dolphins are falling apart and I think so. I saw something where. Uh, McDaniel was calling out his players for not executing the way they're supposed to instead of just like kind of owning some shit as the coach, like that they were playing outside of their scheme and that's why they lost, which I thought was a little weird because he's a definitely a player's coach type of guy.
0: Yeah. You would think he would put it on his chest every time, but yeah. I think that game's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be – we'll bring it back to the weather segment of the earlier show. And I just think the Bills are back to humming and ticking. So I'll take the Bills. I'll be quicker with the rest of these, Mike.
1: Yeah, so according to ESPN, the third-string quarterback is Anthony Brown and has no Brett Hundley anywhere to do with it. So never mind. Crazy person over here. Yeah, I'm glad you
0: were dumb on that one because you you actually had me confused. Like I was like, nope, not the same guy, dude. <laughs> Cause I thought that at first. I thought that, but like I was in Brazil last year watching the game. And this is when I really realized Mark Andrews was a beast. And it was like the backup quarterback, Huntley, versus the Packers. And he did a good job. All right, that's all I got, Mike.
1: Next game, give me, give me going. Uh, nine days ago, they did sign Brett Hundley. Okay, the Brett Hundley <laughs> to to the Ravens did, but ESPN does not have that as the thing. So I just searched Brett Hundley. We got the Eagles minus nine at the Bears. I think there's no way that this is not the Eagles. I think you're you're on the you're supposed to be first here, um, but. I'm for sure taking the Eagles on this
0: one. I agree with you. I'm taking the Eagles. Eagles are humming. Let's go, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly.
1: Yep. All right, moving on. We got the Falcons at the Saints. And because I'm a homer, I'm going to take the Saints minus four. And because I want the Falcons to lose, being that they have the same record as the Packers currently. God,
0: And I had like a good reason to take the Falcons before I got drunk. And now that I'm drunk, I know they're starting a rookie quarterback. And I have faith in what they're doing. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to fade you.
1: Fair enough. All right, next up, we got the Lions at the Jets, which is a pick them. Taking the Jets. Who you got, Pat?
0: I'm taking the Jets as well. I think the Lions are humming. I am picking this straight out of my homerness. Yeah. I think if I was a smart man, I would bet on the Lions. But I'm going to take the Jets, leave it to a coin toss.
1: Yeah. All right. Next up, we got the Steelers at the Panthers. Who are you taking, Pat? I am oh, taking- Panthers are minus three. Sorry. I
0: am taking the Steelers plus three. Because I feel like throughout my life, the Steelers have been covering machines. And if you give them plus points against the Panthers,
1: I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers as well. I'm going to take them as my double dog. Steelers. Double Two dog. weeks in a row is my double dog.
0: Um, they I like, cover they covered last week for you. They didn't they didn't win yeah. it though.
1: Yeah. Uh so the Cowboys are minus four at the Jaguars. And I think I gave Pat the last one, so I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I just in my brain cannot get the Jaguars as being a good team. No.
0: And the Cowboys scuffled last week versus the Texans. And I just don't think it's going to happen two weeks in a row. It's like Cowboys go from 18-point favorites versus the Texans to at the Jaguars. Granted, I feel like the Jaguars play people-type tough at home, but no. I I think it's more because they scuffled against – the Texans is why this line is as low as it is.
1: Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Yeah. All right. Next up we got the Chiefs minus 14 at the Texans. Who are you take, Pat? Chiefs.
0: Chiefs are
1: rolling, rolling the
0: table from here on out. Oof. I am drunk. All right, Mike, save me. Keep going.
1: So I, I'm in a rough shape as well, it it appears, uh, but I'm taking the Chiefs. I think that with two lines, back-to-back weeks like this, they can't continue to produce out their ass, and so Texans take a big loss here, and the Chiefs dominate. Next up, we got the Cardinals at the Broncos. The Broncos are minus 2.5 in this game. I am going to take the Cardinals in this game because I think the Broncos are fucking terrible and They got lucky to produce on offense last week. Who you got, Pat?
0: I'm gonna take the Broncos. I think the Cardinals are dead in the water. And when when you got a line that low versus these two, I'm just gonna roll with the home team in this one.
1: Fair enough. Next up we got the (laughs) Patriots at the Raiders. The Raiders are minus one. Um I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. I think the Raiders are bad. Uh, They've been losing machines. They've even gotten up big and then still lost the game. Who are you taking, Pat?
0: This one is one of the ones where the line talks to me. I feel like the Patriots should be favored in this game, and they're not. So I'm going to take the Raiders because I think um, public money is going to be on the Patriots in this one especially because the Patriots have a betting fan base. Like, in a, I don't know. I'm taking this purely off of Vegas standpoint is I think a lot of people are going to be putting money on the Patriots, and I think the Raiders are going to come out to play. Because so I think the Raiders are a shitty team. I think the Patriots are an all-right team, and it's the NFL. And I think I think this is a game that can flip. I think the Patriots are gonna lose one here. I was gonna take it as my double dog, but I didn't want you to complain too hard because I only took or no, it won't do my like, Never mind. I
1: digress. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Titans at Chargers. Chargers <laughs> are minus three. Uh who are you taking in this one, Pat?
0: I am taking the Chargers. I think the Chargers are on a roll. I think uh, Brandon Staley is probably the best coach in the AFC. Uh, he reads those analytics so correctly. And just a well-coached team in the Chargers. Uh, and then Mike Vrabel,
1: he's pretty good.
0: He's pretty good at coaching football, but he's just not Brandon Staley.
1: Yeah, so I really <laughs> want to take the Titans in this game. Yep, I'm going to take the Titans. Fuck it, I don't want to take the Chargers, so I'm going to take the Titans. That's what it's going to come down to. I don't For know all the opposite
0: game. reasons that I just said.
1: Yeah, essentially, that I think <laughs> Vrabel's good and Staley's bad. Like, yeah. and I hate the Chargers because I think he's a moron. And that's really the only reason I hate the Chargers. I think Herbert's good. I think Mike Williams is good. I think Keenan Allen is good. My, I think Mike Williams is back. Maybe the Chargers do pull this shit off. Probably the Chargers, but I'm going to take the Titans because I don't like the Chargers. Bengals are minus three and a half at the Bucks. I'm taking the Bengals here. I think the Bengals are really starting to roll late in this season, and they're going to dominate this game.
0: I can't disagree with you at all, but I am gonna take the Bucs and I'm gonna make the Bucks my double dog because I just think the NFL doesn't make some sense sometimes. And I don't know. I've been waiting on the Bucs to win a big game all year long. I think this might be the one. No, but I could also see I could also see the Bengals winning this one, Mike. 38
1: to 10. Right. I think if like the Bengals get rolling, the Bucks offense isn't there.
0: Yeah. No, I think, I think the Bengals are in, in the realm of we can make it to the Super Bowl teams.
1: All right. So next up, we got the Giants at the commanders. The commanders are minus four and a half. I am going to go ahead and take the commies in this. Uh mostly because I like seeing the commies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I like that reason for picking that. I think it's it's very intelligent. And then plus I want the commanders to win this game because I think the giant schedule is harder on out. So that that's that's all I got for you guys. I think if you are a Packer fan. And whatever the NFL is what the NFL is. Like it's it's not gonna play out perfectly. You're never gonna get a hundred percent of shit right. But the commanders have games. Fuck. I had it up too, but it, do- it does they, they play against the Eagles, so that's it. Um yep. and they, they play another another tough appointment opponent, but I'm going to take the commanders as well. And that's my Homer pick of the week. I think other than this next game.
1: Yep. So the next game is the Rams at the Packers, the Monday night game. Make sure you tune in. Um, Pat did do me the service of just throwing the Packers in there for my team. I'm going to throw them a curveball and take the Packers.
0: All right. And I crushed it, knocked it out of the park. But anyways, yes, we're always going to take the Packers on this show. And what we got going a minus
1: around. seven if I didn't mention that. I think yeah. I didn't. So
0: they were minus eight and a half off the jump. So lots of money has gone on the Rams, which makes me feel even better as a Packer fan, uh going into this one. But but I will give you the quick rundown on the on this segment. So Mike it lost $490 or 490 bing bongs last week. And I also lost 490 bing bongs last week. So Mike is negative 1420 and I am negative 3650. And the loser of this has to run a 10K, put a t shirt on that the other guy picks. And do a shoey at the end of the run. Is that it, Mike? Oh, and then smoke some cigarettes. That's all we got.
1: Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah. I think that's what we got. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening to us. This is a rough one. Holiday special. Might get four more of those. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, uh,
0: it's funny because I can tell how annoyed Mike was at how
1: long I took with stuff. And just the Packer I, stuff, honestly. that was yeah. the one thing that I was like, we're like just saying the same shit eight times here. Yeah. no, we tend to do that. so
0: on but, occasion. But like Mike said, we appreciate the sport. We love you guys. We're gonna try to chop this right now where it lays. but we love you. If you uh, are feeling down and out, text us, reach out to us. We'll talk to you. Uh, But yeah, we appreciate the support. We love you. And thank you for hanging on this long and listening. And if you are doubting the Packers, the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, at this point, you're dumb as shit, and you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King, eat my shoes. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King, eat my shoes. Eat them all, them seconds that doubt it. The past can eat my shows. Eat my shoes.